Yeah, Pastor, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. It's always very interesting, and we got a, we've got quite a bit going on right now. I'll tell you that I, I want to dive into as as much as we possibly can. First, foremost, Gators have their spring game uh, up on my night school last Thursday, I think. You were there, and uh, you've been keeping up with them uh, all spring and even before. So, um Let's, let's start with that. Uh, where do you see the Florida Gators at this point? <laughs> well, I mean, they're they've got a really good quarterback, and I don't know what else they have. I mean, they've, they the roster's not good, and obviously, Coach Napier's going to hit the transfer portal hard. They're going to lose a lot of guys, and they're going to lose a lot of guys because they want them to go. They want them to get in the transfer portal because they aren't doing the things, uh, you know. People wonder why Keon Zipper was in the uh, was the, was on the uh, second team offense when they had no tight ends. Well, because he's going, he's probably going to be in the portal. So, look, the bottom line is this roster is not going to be great next year. The schedule is going to be really tough. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a process. And they, I think, uh, none of us walked away from that going, "Oh, Florida's going to really be good next year." However, that said, if Anthony Richardson grows up and starts doing mature things and becomes a leader on this team. Sometimes one player can carry you um, uh, through a season. We saw it with Cam Newton. You know, my friend Andy Staples was on my podcast the other day, and he said one guy from that team other than Cam Newton played professional football. I mean, that, that's what they had. They were able to do uh, because he was that dynamic, and maybe Anthony Richardson will be that dynamic player. But – the roster itself is not overwhelming. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would certainly agree, too. They've got a tough schedule, and if they don't get some things together, you just went over their schedule uh, before you came on. And I said, you know, if they're, if they're not they're not careful, Utah, open up with Utah. Utah's a good football team. And, and they have Kentucky in there. Kentucky's going to be. I want to. I want to get to some of these other SEC. You got it. Kentucky's going to have a have a very good football team this year. And uh, of the first four ball games they have, if they're not careful, they could be one and three. Yeah. Sure, they easily could. I mean, Tennessee has obviously created a good environment up there now. They've got that back. Um, you know, uh, they they've got a good offensive team. I don't know if they're any good on defense and. I don't know how good Florida's going to be on offense. So it's going to be interesting, those first four games. And, you know, the funny thing is they get so many games at home early, and then they have, like, one in the back six games of the schedule because you, you, that's the way they, they set it up, which is not ideal either. You know, you, but you can at least get off to a good start and get people to take, pay attention to you, and it help, does help in recruiting. But with the teams they play, look, I will tell you right now, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Tennessee probably have rosters that are at least as good, if not better, than Florida's. It's going to be a matter of how much the swamp has to do with it, uh, the first two games, and how much uh, how good a coach he is, and how well he does uh, getting guys in the transfer portal that can make a difference. They've got no receivers now that I go, well, send that guy deep and just throw it to him. There's not one of those guys. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing, amazing. Well, listen, you uh, we touched on some other uh, teams here. Uh, uh, the team that may be one of the most interesting 
unpredictable year ever we see. I look at uh, Kentucky, and uh, Kentucky to me is, is a now a enemy football team. Not saying they're better than Florida or Georgia, but uh, they're they're certainly in a They're they're a good football team. Tennessee is a much much better football team and getting better. Um, and, and the uh, uh, look at uh, look at Arkansas for example. That that West, I'll tell you. Uh, Arkansas has got, uh, for example, two recently come in on the portal. Uh, they lose a great uh, receiver, and they get uh, an outstanding receiver who transfers in from Oklahoma. And they get a transfer in uh, also from Alabama. So uh, uh, Arkansas, uh, the job that Sam Pittman has done out there is just outstanding. And uh, I, I tell you, in the West, Sell anybody short there, and you're beat. I'm including Mississippi State uh, in that as well. Uh, they, they got a quarterback coming back who set all types of records, and will this year be even better probably. And uh, they got that uh, that offense that nobody is used to, and you can't practice against it because you can't duplicate it. So uh, it's, a, it's a shock to everybody that plays them. Like they ended up winning seven ball games last year. Amazing. They 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 could uh, they could hurt anybody they play against. Uh, I don't know how Ole Miss is is, is going to recoup, but they he's brought in a lot of players up there, which is his mo. A lot of new players. I think they've also profited tremendously off the portal. But just look around the league. Uh, yeah, you know, people. I, I know it. it puzzles me a little bit to see how Georgia is going to lose four potential number one draft picks on defense and uh, have the same type opportunity they had last year. But uh, people say they've recruited well, they're going to be good there. Uh, so, what, what are your what are your thoughts around the around the league right now? Well, it's still Alabama and Georgia. I mean, that, those are the two best teams. They got the best players. They got the best coaches. I mean, somebody's going to have to upset them. Somebody's going to have to come out of nowhere. I don't know that it'll be Texas A&M, even though I, I think they're obviously in, in a year or two they may be able to do that. But the bottom, I mean, yeah, they beat Alabama last year. They also lost four games, so they weren't. The roster wasn't built to be consistently successful. It was. Anybody can beat – I don't want to say anybody can beat anybody, but good teams can beat great teams one time. But in, in the end, you know, yeah. you either have enough good players so you can play well. So it's, it's the same way this year. Georgia loses all this talent. They've recruited well. They're going to be fine. They're going to have, uh, you know, their quarterback back, and uh, they've got great players coming back. They'll be fine. Uh, it's just a matter can you knock them off that one game like Florida did two years ago. And then that helps you a lot. So, it's look, it's not any different than it's been. I think Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, maybe even Missouri are kind of all in that um, that little we're, – we're not Georgia, but we're going to try to be eventually, and, and maybe we can beat them one, for a one-game season. But, uh, look, there are two elite programs in this league, and, and that's it. Well, I, I would agree with you. Certainly, Alabama and Georgia are the two favorites. I just I think the competition and the 
unknown at this point is uh, is much, much better than it has been in the past. And the uh, team like Arkansas, for example, uh, I, I, I tell you, Arkansas, there are some people, and I've talked to a couple of them, who have projected Arkansas to be coming number two in the West. Alabama, and I, I can definitely see that happening. Although their schedule is brutal, but um, you know, I can see Arkansas finishing second in the West because I don't think there's a clear cut number two. There's a clear cut number one, but there's not a clear cut number two. It's not. I don't think it's Texas A&M. I know a lot of people get excited about them. I don't think it's LSU. Uh, it's certainly not Auburn. Certainly not A&M. I mean, uh, uh, Mississippi State or Ole Miss. I mean, uh, I mean, Arkansas is, is certainly in the argument. Uh, to be a projected at number two, and I, I can see it happening. But, um, again, they've got a great quarterback, and, and we'll see how it all works out. Uh, got to move to uh, another one here. I get a lot of questions on, and uh, so uh, got to ask you about uh, Florida State. What do you what do you hear there? I, I, I think uh, I think they're doing a good job over there trying to repair. Uh, what was a disastrous situation. But uh, what what are you hearing about FSU? Well, I think, look, the bottom line is, you know, when you get rid of – when your coach abandoned ship like Jimbo Fisher did, and then you bring in another guy and you try to put a Band-Aid on things and it doesn't work and it's just a disaster, and now you bring in a guy and you go, okay, this is going to be our guy, actually, and you've got to show some, him some patience, and they have. And I think they should. I think that these schools get locked up, and Florida is one of them. You get locked up in this whole, well, we'll give them three years, and then we're going to fire them um, thing. And uh, it's what Tennessee's done for so long, and it's certainly what um, you know what Miami's done too. So I think FSU's committed to Norvell, and I think he's slowly trying to build it, but it's not easy. Um, you know, the FSU doesn't have the cachet it used to have. And they can't just say, hey, it's Florida State. You want to come here. This is the greatest place in the world. Well, every every place is the greatest place in the world. No question about it. What do you hear about the quarterback situation over there? I get questions all the time about uh, we hear about it. But what do you hear about the quarterback situation? Uh, to be honest, nothing. I I don't pay that much attention to their quarterback situation, to be honest. I only worry about it once the season starts. So uh, I don't, I don't really follow FSU that closely. I try to stay on the Gators. I understand. Well, let me ask you this: uh, uh, concerning the Gators, I've heard you say uh, uh, make some very positive comments about Richardson, but what, what do you? How do you sum up the Gators? Quarterback situation because I, uh, from what I've seen, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm very negative. I don't think they have a quarterback. Well, I know I think Anthony Richardson could be uh, like literally a, a great quarterback. I mean, not just a good quarterback, but doesn't mean he is now. It doesn't mean he's there yet. Um, clearly. Him working with Napier and and running their offense worked pretty well in the spring game. They ran basically their their basic offense against the first team defense, and they moved the ball up and down the field. So I give them credit for that. 
But um, we'll see what he does in, in games when the games get tight, when the big games get tight and the other team's trying to kill you. I mean, we don't have any – there's no real um, sample size with him other than the Georgia game when he was awful. You know, um, coming in at the end of the USF game is not going to – not rocking anybody's boat. Uh, so, um, look, they definitely – behind him, they got nothing. And they're going to probably try to get something in the portal to, to try to help it. Uh, but this could be a bad situation. They, think about this. What if Richardson is pretty good this year and he wants to go to the NFL? I don't know what the hell they got for next year. So they got to do the best they can. Yeah, so uh, the, the people that bought in, I know there are a couple of them, that, uh, but you don't, you don't have much hope there, huh? What about their running back situation, uh, Pat? Oh, I think Montreal Johnson will be the starter. He's a kid from the transferred in from Louisiana. Really sees holes well. Just watching him play for the first time in a real game. Well, not a real game, but a pretend game. Uh, you could see that he was their guy. You know, you can tell. Uh, Lingard hurt again. He's always hurt, seems like. And Demarcus Bowman, of course, had a pretty good game, except he had the two fumbles. And he can't. He's not going to get on the field if he does that. Naquan Wright was out, so uh, he's obviously got a a sample size that we've seen. So they, they're, they're good in that room. You know, I don't know how if they're great. And defensively, do you think they've been able to cure some of the ills they, they had there? No, I don't think they have. I got to wait and see. I do know. I think I like their secondary better than I have. Having Ventrell Miller back is huge. He's got to get in shape, clearly. You can see a big jelly roll on him. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, they've got one good defensive tackle, and, they, and I'm not sure they've got. Uh, we, that's been a real bugaboo for Florida. Hasn't been recruited well, as we know. You know, Gervon Dexter is the only guy they've been able to bring in that's any good. So we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a battle for them uh, on the defensive line. I, I hope they can get get some of it. Uh straight out because uh, they have for three years now uh, they've, they've really had some problems defensively. Pat, I really appreciate your time, my friend. I'm not going to uh, keep you. And uh, I, I'd like to have you on again, uh, maybe just before the season. But I, I do thank you, and we appreciate it very much. All right, appreciate it. We'll see you, bud. <laughs>